Hello, I'm Kevin from the Extra Mile Podcast and the Extra Mile Podcast Jeff Galloway Edition, and you are listening to the Run, Eat, Drink Podcast. Welcome to the Run, Eat, Drink podcast. We feature destination races from across the country. And after the race, we take you on a tour of the best local food and beverage to celebrate. So whether you are an elite runner or a back of the packer like us, you'll know the best places to accomplish, explore, and indulge on your next runcation. Hey, welcome to episode 106 of the Run, Eat, Drink podcast. I'm your host, Amy. And I'm your co-host, Dana. And you know, I've lost count of the episodes now. I'm going to pay any attention. Should to I them. not even announce the number? No, I think you should announce it. I'm just not paying attention until okay. we get close to 200. I don't even know. But it's episode 106. And I'm so happy that we chose Mr. Kevin Gwynn to start off our episode because he was doing some creative stuff over there with the Extra Mile podcast, Jeff Galloway edition. Mm -hmm. Today, he was having live questions in kind of a a zoo on the zoom platform yes and with coach twigs who is the chief training officer i believe he has that moniker right i mean he says he used to be called the program director but chief training officer i like, I chief training I officer. like that i like off the tongue i'd love to get him on the show too that would be great but he, they were doing some creative stuff over on the podcast. I can't wait to hear that episode on the long run. And as we are recording it, uh, this episode, it is Monday, 23rd yeah. of March. So that is when all this was going down. Yeah. Yeah. So they were doing some creative stuff. So consuming some podcasts to while away the time, I hear. Yeah. It's yeah. a very good idea. We highly recommend it. Oh, and we actually have a ton of video content if you are so inclined and you yes. are looking for something to watch for our first year of the show. More, more actually. We were a video podcast. I think a year and a half. We didn't take the videos out of our feed. No. So if you go back, if you go right on our website at runeatdrink.net and you go to, you know, watch now, that's the reason it says watch now on the on the website. Um, mm. If you go there. Oh, it may say listen Did now. I change it? I think you did. I may have. Okay. It used to say watch now. But nonetheless. You can go back in the history, back to the very beginning and kind of watch our mm. evolution. But yeah. more importantly, you can see this, these race courses, the delicious yep. food and the tasty beverages that we're talking about mm -hmm. uh, up until the point where we transition to primarily audio. Although we still throw a video in there every now and again. Every now and then. Yeah. Yeah. The only, the only time that, the only thing that really issue that causes for us, of course, is um, certain podcast platforms don't like a video in mm -hmm. their feed. Mm. You know, they, they're, they're very hardcore about yeah. don't put your peanut butter in our chocolate. Oh, but it's so good. I know, right? You know, why can't we have the best of both worlds? Well, well, we can still post videos and pictures on our social media. Well, the great of thing what we is talk about. our host, Podbean, mm. is agnostic. They don't care what the format is. Yeah, Audio, we love them. video, they're we fantastic. We love Podbean. But um, yeah, so check out some of the old content if you're looking sure. for some video content mm. of, of races, food, and beverage that we've talked about in the past. Yeah. I mean, 
I might have been in our feed looking at some Disney races. Well, um, we are going to be, well, reminiscing somewhat, but talking about a Disney race that we actually got to run. Here. Here. Yes, today. Today's episode is going to be a recap of our Run Disney Star Wars virtual half marathon. And we will also talk about local food truck magic. We're giving you yet another reason to come down to Florida once travel is normalized. Not like you need a reason. Or if you're local here in Southwest Florida, here is a great place we will talk about today on the show, the Death by Taco 239 food truck. Yes. And we will also talk about favorites from our live beer chat this past week. Uh, You know, as restaurants began transitioning to takeaway here Mm -hmm. in the state of Florida, uh, one of our favorites uh, offered a substantial discount on bottles and cans of beer and you can make your own six pack or 12 pack Mm -hmm. and we grabbed a sampling of Mm. those beers and these are these are items that you can probably get anywhere throughout the united states and perhaps across the the world depending on what their distribution looks like right so we'll be talking about those we're gonna talk about some of those as well yeah so buckle up the force is strong with us it certainly was, yeah. starting at about 3 in the morning. <laughs> so listen, I will tell you, I didn't plan to wake up at 3 a.m. and do this virtual because we still have some halfway decent weather here in Florida in terms of humidity. The summer is so awful. It's a challenge, just like the freezing cold in the winter for our northern friends, of, as we've said before, but... Some friends of mine reached out to me on Instagram. Steph from Just Take a Dip. And she said, hey, we're going to be doing a challenge to bring Disney home. The Bring Disney Home Challenge. And along with her, we also have Amelia from the Disney Darling on Instagram. Joe from the Diz His podcast, mm-hmm. Diz His 60, 65 on Instagram. A favorite of mine to listen to when I'm running. And Niels from Capturing Disney Parks. So those are all the Instagram handles. So they, they said, hey, come on in on our collaboration to bring Disney home, hashtag bring Disney home or bring Disney home challenge. And I said, Sure. Why wouldn't I? And they said, we we want you to kick it off. No pressure. Yeah. But we want you to recreate Disney at home somehow. And we knew we were going to have to do this virtual race to be able to earn that medal. Mm-hmm. And we said, okay, well, how can we recreate Disney at home? Well, first of all, any run Disney fans who have participated in the race weekends at Disneyland when they were doing the races out there or Walt Disney World in Orlando, you all know it's an early wake up, my friends. Yeah, there's there's no sleeping in on those race days. Mm. 
So 3 a.m. So you can catch the bus Mm -hmm. to be able to get to the corrals and get a decent kind of starting position in your corral, be able to use the porta potties, all of the things that we have talked about. Grab a photo with a character. Oh, yes. And, And like we have recapped on many a run Disney post race wrap up. And so we did that. We got up at 3 a.m. to your dismay, sir. Much to my dismay, but yeah. it was to my alarm clock. So we, we <laughs> get up and immediately. Well, it's you know, kind start. of like work for you anyway, isn't it? It is. I'm, my normal wake up is yeah. between three and four, usually closer to three. So I can get up and get a little run in first thing in the morning. So you were, it was like no big deal for you. Uh, let's not. Let's not get <laughs> carried away. Sorry, 3, 3 a.m. stinks regardless. It's early. It's so early. it was very early. We get up and very much like we would do for a regular race, Amy starts out with doing some morning coffee and yes, yoga. Indeed. And I had a wonderful mug, thanks to you, mm-hmm. with baby Yoda on it to get into the mood. And th- that was just so cute. A little baby Yoda, Obi Wan for me. Oh, Yoda, Obi Wan for me. Yeah, yeah, it's very cute. It's so cute. There's a photo of it in our Instagram feed. Yeah, and I believe on the might maybe on the Facebook page. I'm not sure well, if we posted it there or not. I'm not sure, but, but yeah. So you get done with your yoga. The only thing that I didn't do as part of the pre-race routine that we normally do before any race when we travel. It was an ice bath. Well, I, again, I don't know that we needed to do everything. Right, because we didn't have the pressure of balloon ladies. the balloon ladies. No balloon ladies. Right. I mean, we could have put that pressure on ourselves. We could have ponied up over at the grocery store and gotten some balloons and, like, had that happening. But really, we don't have to recreate everything do no. we no. i mean you know the one chick who always dresses up as the balloon ladies and <laughs> oh. scares the crap out of us oh well, she she is has the least humorous <laughs> costume ever she dresses up like the balloon ladies and oh says like oh there's a shirt that says something like made you look or don't worry i'm not really her scared you didn't I? I, I, I don't even I. I don't even remember but so yeah so we don't need to recreate everything i guess no 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 ice bath so no ice bath. No. Get up. We did um, throw on some costumes. We threw we on did. our. We printed out our bibs we and did. wore them with pride. And really, I should have put a corral on them. You should have, Thinking and back. maybe some laminate because. Uh, oh yeah. A few miles in, I ended up losing my bib Cause it just because it, it it was just printed on paper, regular so. paper. But it was ahead. cute for the anyway, photo. Anyway, yeah, live and learn. Maybe like you know those sheet protectors when mm-hmm. you have to do a binder. That'd be the Maybe way to I go. could have like that's the the poor man's uh, lamination. Next system? time, I don't know. Anyway, <laughs> next time. So we end up you know taking some photos with lightsabers and costumes <gasps> and all that. But there's time to get out and go catch the race transportation. He's so tasky. Can you imagine who was representing the dark side? You you would know if you looked at the episode artwork. I'm just saying. I'm not that tasky. Yeah. So, at any rate. Pre-race transportation, yes. And in the past, we have stayed at Disney resorts and done buses, but we have also, in the recent past, 
Ubered to races. We have, and or driven ourselves or driven. because yeah. we find, you know, a lot of times if you're going to catch the buses from your hotel, that is absolutely a, the earliest wake up you, you're going to do. That would have been like 2.30. You get a two, little more time yeah. if you drive yourself or take an Uber. True. And they do a great job at moving the traffic. So there's never mm-hmm. really been an issue for us driving and parking. Right. We've so. never had a problem. We have had issues where buses took forever. Yeah. Due to traffic congestion, mm-hmm. drivers sometimes getting lost, not really knowing the route yet because they haven't practiced it, um, or it's changed you mm-hmm. know, at the last minute, whatever the case may be. So mm. it's... um. I would say that if you're considering doing a race, a Disney race, you know, the next one that, that goes off, mm. give strong consideration to driving over or taking, or an, taking uh, an Uber, ride share, ride share, Lyft, what, what have you. So I was out in our driveway and started a live video on Instagram. And I was, I just acted as if I was waiting for our, our Uber or Lyft driver, and right? I was the, and I was the Uber and Lyft driver. So and I, he and he pulled up, and then he recreated that whole traffic thing that you have just spoken about. Mm-hmm. That whole like kind of traffic issue and movement, like they're moving very fast. I don't. I probably should have had coffee in a to go cup and probably leaned my head up against the window <laughs> to just have a, a short little cat nap. Before we got out of the car. True. But uh, live and learn. And we made it successfully to the start line and found that there was no line. At the porta potty. At the porta potty, which we found at the construction site across from our house, which we actually did not utilize. Yeah, we have a we have a, uh, a vacation home being built right across the street from us, and yeah. the construction workers' porta potty was there. So uh, uh. You know, we were just marveling at the fact that uh, at, yeah. on a race day there was a porta potty with no line. Yeah. Although I did go over and check it out, and I can honestly say that uh, you can't complain about how well appointed the porta potties are at Disney. Was there toilet paper in that porta? There was. Oh. Yes. But again, the okay. Disney porta potties. Mwah. Beautiful. Beautiful. Well maintained. So we ended up mm. starting the race. Oh, we did. And you and I ran the same race. Yes. But we ran it in different ways. Yeah, I I decided to well, we decided collectively to do five K updates pretty much mm-hmm. throughout as part of the bring Disney home challenge and just to update and kind of talk about the parts of the course that we would be at at a particular mile in the race mm-hmm. and that kind of thing to kind of bring Disney home that way and be able to describe it. We actually did post video of Rudy, the race announcer, Rudy, when he used to do run Disney races saying, Runners set, set go. go. So we posted that when we started. Yeah. And then we did the first 5K pretty much together, you and I and the dogs. Yeah, that was partly um, pooch maintenance. Yeah. And partly wake up, warm up. 
Yeah, and, yeah. And for that, really, it was, for us, you know, with the, with two dogs, when I get up in the morning and Amy gets up in the morning, they, they get up in the morning like, hey. And knowing we were going to be on the road for a little while, I said, let's let's take them for the first 5K and, yeah. and let them get tired out. And you know what was great was that we used those headlamps that you got us. Those black diamond spot headlamps. Yes. Those those were great. Yes. Those that you found on uh, Amazon. Yeah, those are those are on Amazon. Um, yeah. I like them because they're very lightweight. They take a regular AAA battery, a couple of AAA batteries to power. So nice and easy. So you can get batteries them. anywhere. Yeah, anytime. Right? They're, they're totally adjustable as far as the brightness. Mm. You can also go from like a floodlight to a spotlight to a red light if you don't want to kill your night vision, which is great. Mm. And I didn't use the red light. I, I ended up alternating using the, the spot and the flood. Mm. But the, um, the fact that it's so small and very lightweight, it doesn't weigh you down it doesn't give you a headache when you're wearing it i like that you can adjust the band around your head it's adjustable and elastic so and it's not that it it doesn't compress nope do you know what i mean i I absolutely know what you mean just so that it would like you said it could give you a headache if it was just unable to be adjusted and the kind of material that was just tight by nature Mm -hmm. but it doesn't feel like because you have the control over the adjustment you can Make it as tight or as loose as you need to. And you can also adjust the angle of the lamp. Mm, so you I can like have it too. going straight out or you can have it angling down to give you more of a focus on the, the road ahead of you, mm-hmm. which so I think like is very nice. You, because you had the dogs, were utilizing the different levels of adjustment so that you could see all the different wildlife in yep. the area. <laughs> looking, looking out for wildlife. Yeah. The dogs were super excited. Mm-hmm. You know, in mile one, I think one of the photos we posted, I had my, my cold brew coffee provided mm-hmm. by Big Storm Brewing. So excellent. I thank John for, yes. for donating a couple of cans to us for the, to the cause. cause. And that was their nitro cold brew in a can. Super smooth. So delicious. Super caffeinated. So Very that was, caffeinated. That was a really nice way to start. Yeah, that was great. Get the dogs through the first one. And I was doing very short intervals during that one. That was... Um, during the first 5K? No. Yeah. Well, I mean... Not for the whole thing, but I was just kind of like trotting a little bit with them to get moving. That wasn't really one that I was worried about time. Well, they stopped to sniff, so then you would have to kind of run to run catch, to up, catch to up to me. Right. Because you told me to go on. So, yeah. yeah, but it wasn't like a set interval. No, no, right? no, no, no. So, but like I said, it was very, very short, very intermittent, mm-hmm. and uh, um, really just that first one to, to wake up and warm up. Yeah, so that headlamp, if you're if you're interested in checking that out as a, a part of the safety gear, if you're running at night or running in the morning, we'll post that a link to that in the show notes. Yeah, and that'll that's an Amazon affiliate link for us. So if you buy through that link, you are supporting the show. And yeah. again, it's um, you get the same savings. There's no additional cost, cost. to you. Right. But um, yeah, that that headlamp I think is is it's under thirty dollars. Yeah. So I know, yeah, it's a great it was buy. Super cheap. So, um, and good quality mm-hmm. as well. And yeah. I, I caught up to you, you know, finally, and I said, all right, well, I'm going to get at the end of the 5K. I'm going to, I'm going to get rid of the dogs, put them back in the house, mm-hmm. and 
we updated everybody through our iPhones because they contained the Clips application that comes for free with all the the Apple products. I mean, mm-hmm. these are these are not paid advertisements. I'm just saying, but uh, stuff we like to use. Stuff we like to use, and I love the Clips application because it can transport you. And the whole thing about it was bringing Disney home, mm-hmm. and. We couldn't be in the parks. We couldn't run past that literal Millennium Falcon. We couldn't get character photos. We couldn't get character photos. The best we could do was launch the Clips app and go to the scenes that they have and come to you from the Millennium Falcon and... The Star Destroyer. The Star Destroyer. And when I was recording my updates from the Millennium Falcon, because, hey, I represented the light side. You saw my my lightsaber is green. Mm -hmm. I had Yoda backpack. Come on. So it, uh, I, I was coming from the Millennium Falcon, and every once in a while in a race update, you could see BB-8 come on by. Come on by. So that was the, the best way to kind of bring Disney home through the race. Yeah, and that's those scenes were cool. You'd see, like you said, BB-8, mm-hmm. and I'd have stormtroopers in the background. And yeah. it, it also incorporated not only the scene that kind of transported you into it, it made you look like the, the light blue hologram. Oh, yeah. And you had sound effects. You had were, sound effects, were, yes. Um, I believe those were all produced by ILM for the Clips app. So it's all yeah. stuff right from the movies. Uh, so it's all legit. Plus, you could add stickers of, like, say, Chewbacca waving his hands. Now, so, so you didn't teach me the advanced, the advanced stuff like that. My like that, my videos are very simple, like R two D two or C three PO. You could do like little stickers of them. So it's kind of like your update, but your cheer squad is around you. Mm-hmm. You know, um, or it, I just you can't be on the boardwalk. And you can't have the WDW radio people cheering you on outside of Boardwalk Bakery in Ample Hills. But you can have BB-8 and C-3PO and Chewbacca through the Clips app. And that's a free app that comes with any iPhone Mm -hmm. or iPad, I believe. Yes. That's of the last several generations. Any modern iPhone or iPad is going to have that. And Mm -hmm. it's really, really simple to use. Yeah. And I'll I'll tell you, you started to uptick in your speed. Mm. Oh, we're starting with me. Okay. Well. Didn't you? I did. I I put the dogs in, did my update and all that. And I started thinking, all right, well, I'm going to kind of build. Mm. Because I I had it in my mind that I was going to finish strong. You know, I was going to... I'm going to just get progressively faster, faster, faster the whole the whole time. And well, Jeff says if you're feeling strong at the end, you can take out the walk breaks. Yes, but some other stuff factors in. That's I'll, our coach, I'll, Jeff Galloway. I'll get you to know. that. So I started, I went from basically walking with just those really intermittent intervals to catch up to you when the dogs would stop to sniff or mm-hmm. alert on a rabbit or whatever yeah. to... Um, doing my first set intervals. So I decided I was going to do for my, my next 5k, I was going to do five seconds walking or I'm sorry, five seconds running 30 seconds walking nice, and then see how that went. And it went great. That is a fantastic interval to do. I was feeling great at the end of it. No, no fatigue. Very nice for that 5k. Yeah. And it shaved. You were talking about like 14 minute 
smile. Well, Were I, you? I mean that that one. No. The the walking with the dogs was was I think I think close to twenty minutes a mile. I mean, well, it, yeah, because that was nice a warm up. Slow because well, not, not only that, the dogs would just stop for a yeah. minute to sniff everything. So they were they were certainly not adding to my performance by any stretch of the imagination. But when were you when you were using the five thirty? I think you were telling me that you were getting around 14 and change. I'm going to tell you exactly what I was getting. And I, I really, I really like those kinds of intervals, those shorter intervals. I know that a lot of people will say you have to break that in. You have to get used to it in training. So it's good that we're utilizing them in training for when, when we'll utilize them in races again, because it, it does, it takes gliding Mm-hmm. That those acceler- acceleration glider drills that Jeff has us do, yes, to ease in and ease out of the running and the walking, right? To transition, you know. But I like those shorter intervals: the five thirty, the five twenty-five, the six twenty-four. Which I know that you and Kevin Gwynn look at me and go, "You're so weird." Well, I, you know, f- for me, I, I like multiples of five and 10 and all that, but I totally get it. The 624 is a, you know, that's an even 30 seconds. Yeah. Okay. So looking at my, my run keeper splits, my first 5k that was with the dogs mm. and basically leisurely walking and, and getting them tired out. That mm. was a 20 minute, 43 second, yeah. uh, minute per mile pace. Yeah. Super slow. Again, not looking to do anything, just changing my, interval mm. to a 530 took me down to 1422 miles 14 minutes 14. 22 seconds a mile yeah the, see that's great yeah so i shaved basically uh six minutes and 22 seconds and i was still seconds. walking so during that point yeah so and then what were you okay so you were walking for mm-hmm. the second 5k yeah all right yeah, because I was feeling, I don't know, particularly tight. And I don't know where that came from. Because the yoga kind of loosened me up in the in the first 5K. But I, I don't know. I just kind of, it's like in an actual race, I don't really hit my stride on the race course until after mile two. Mm-hmm. Even when I'm doing intervals. So it's, I don't know what it is. I think it's just the blood flow. Yeah. Or I don't know. Anyway. So yeah, I did walk and I did try to shuffle a little bit just so it wouldn't be that 20 minute per mile pace, mm-hmm. like the warm up miles. But at any rate, and then we came to another update and I asked for some cheering and we got some comments where people were using that hand clap emoji. And so I, so I posted an actual race sign that we took a photograph of from, from the race course at Disney in the past that says, perfect stranger, I'm proud of you. Mm-hmm. I remember that one. Which, you know, because all the training that you do, I mean, you, have, you might have a training group that cheers you on. If you're lucky enough, you, but it's, it was great to have virtual cheering. Yes. At this point in time. Yeah, because as you're trotting along, we're both seeing these alerts pop up, which is really yeah. cool. Yeah. So that was, that was great. And we did a couple of live 
videos together. Yes. Before we resumed the next 5K and the next 5K, you know. But uh, so you progressively got faster, my friend. Well, um, yes and no. So in the, like I said, in that first 5K. Yes and no? Yeah, in that first 5K, I shaved off a ton of time just by actually doing those very short running intervals, which was great. Mm. Then in my, my next 5K... Because I like to break a, a, a half marathon into a series of 5Ks. That's just for me mentally. Mm-hmm. So for the next one, again, it was um, a 14. I'm sorry. I, I went uh, from a in the first 5K, a 20-minute, 43-second or mile pace, walking with the dogs, to a 14.22 pace, down to a 14.08 pace. And what was that interval? And that interval was 10.30. 10.30. Yeah, so I was experimenting with these intervals this time. These are intervals I have not trained with, really. I mean, I've done a, a few training runs, but these are not the ones I normally do. I am normally a 15.45 runner. Mm-hmm. That is, I think, when my, you do intervals, my sweet yeah. spot. Yeah. Because at 15.45, I can get, um, when I'm feeling really good, I can get sub-14 miles on a very consistent basis. Mm. And nice. this morning, so for that that next 5K, I was getting five or mile times right around 14 minutes. Nice. I was at 14.01, 14.11, mm. 14.06. And then in the last point one, I was at a 13.13. Oh, excellent. So again, feeling pretty good. Not a ton of fatigue. The 30-second walk interval seemed to be working really well. Mm. So, And at that point... In the virtual race, we would have been coming out of Animal Kingdom and starting the long trek down on Osceola, Osceola Parkway. Parkway. Yep. Yeah. Which can be rough and can be really crowded and congested. Yes. And, and can slow you down. And our street, the, the loop that we were running on is, oh gosh, I want to say it's about a, well, it's a mile and a half loop. Mm-hmm. If we just stay on our block from from major intersection to major intersection, um, and that's basically what we were doing was laps. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. but it's straight and flat. So unlike Osceola Parkway, we didn't have any overpasses. No, that's true. Or you know, JD would get after us for calling them hills. Oh, they are hills. They're so, totally hills. Yeah, JD from the Extra Mile podcast group. He would call. <laughs> Listen. Anyway, in our city, yeah. the, the the maximum altitude in our city is thirteen it's feet flat. above sea level. It's flat. Our so. our street only gains one or two feet total. Yeah. So. So. So at any rate, I. And how about that, you for that for that five k? Well, I was I was just shuffling, not really. I didn't turn on intervals until the last five k. I actually walked and didn't do. A, another race update or run update until I hit 10 miles when we did that live mm-hmm. on Instagram because I was just, I'm you know, <sighs> on the struggle bus in terms of just my hips being really tight. But uh, so I took a little time to use, use the fact that we could come in to the house and use the BFF massager to kind of loosen that up. And then in the last part of the virtual race, the final countdown, 
if you will. Nice 80s reference. Mm-hmm. We had you doing some interval, and I was like, well, I just want to get done, so let me pony up and try to do intervals with you. <laughs> well, this is where the folly of my experiment showed its ugly head mm. because by the time I was doing the third, the, there were the final 5K in, in this, um, I decided I was going to do a, I did, first I did a 5, 30, a 10, 30, and then I was going to do a 15, 30. Okay. I should have flipped the order I did these things in. You think? I know. Okay. Because by the time I got to the 15, 30 interval in that 5K, that's when the sun had come up. Mm. And it started to climb in terms of temperature. True enough. And I was just not feeling it. So for that third and final 5K, I was not really pulling great speed and, in fact, got slower. So I went from um, my first mile split was a 14.07. My second Mm. one was a 15.06. And my third... Mm. And final was a 17.45. I didn't really pay attention to my own mile splits. I just did it to get it done. No. Well, and again, we were taking different approaches. You normally, for the long run, since Jeff says you can walk the whole thing, you don't normally do intervals during your long runs at all. No. I am just a glutton for punishment and wanted to experiment and see what this 30-second maximum walk interval was going to do for me. And? Well, I liked it. But again, I think that because we have been training outside of very hot weather, Mm. we've just been very lucky. It's been a a very mild uh, winter here in Florida. The uh, Mild temperatures, low humidity. Yeah. Like a sweet spot. I think that as it's starting to get warmer and we start training more, I think it... That'll be good and mm. getting back into that. Indeed. But, but as the temperature climbed, I was not not loving it. So, and that last, that 1745 also includes the walking that we did for the video that we did to close out. True enough. Everything. Yes. So at that point, I had grabbed our camera gear and a portable speaker so we could have some Star Wars music playing in the background and we were doing some Instagram live videos mm-hmm. for the last yeah. uh, quarter mile. So that mm-hmm. last quarter mile, I just totally walked. So yeah. um, all in all, like I said, I would do this again just to try out those, the maximum of 30 seconds for the walk interval. But mm-hmm. I would, I would start my 5k with the 15 second run interval. And he hasn't told you that I actually went beyond the, the race distance. I did not. Yeah. When he was getting everything ready for our big finish, I was doing that 1530 interval at the very end. Mm -hmm. So because I had, I guess I had come into it and warmed up and I was looser. And now I had been really, really conservative in walking. And so I could do the 1530s so that I could complete the assignment of my coach, America's coach, Jeff Galloway. And do 14 and a half. 
because that is you're you're going to start climbing in your long runs well above the half yep. marathon distance. Mm-hmm. And at that point, I'll be saying, "See you later." Mm. I'll stick with you for the first thirteen. Well, then you're on course support. Yes, that mm. I'm fine with that. Yeah, on course support can be in a chair. Well, you know, and also cheer squad and. Things like I can do you all gotta that. take on different roles, man. I'll sit in a chair, I'll cheer, I'll hand you a water. Yeah. All that good stuff. Good. So we end up the last quarter mile, we basically turn on the camera, we're doing some video, we got Star Wars music playing, we're just kind of saying hi and mm. thank you to everybody. Yes. And we come across our finish line, which is right in front of our house. Yes. And we finished our race in a very traditional way for us since starting our running journey and doing races at Disney. Well, if we had had the virtual medals at this point in time, we would have placed them on each other. But they haven't arrived yet. But they haven't arrived yet. So we'll do a little ceremony like that to bring Disney home. Once again, tradition. But after the race is over, when we are at Disney, at Walt Disney World, we will go to the World Showcase. It could be the Epcot Flower and Garden Festival. It could be the Food Food and Wine Wine Festival. Festival. We haven't been to the Festival of the Arts, and we really want to go, but we celebrate our accomplishment with a moosehead lager from... Canada. Canada. From the Canadian little beer and popcorn cart. Yes. Outside of Le Cellier, the steakhouse. In Canada. Yeah, this is a tradition that we started from the time that the uh, Wine and Dine Half Marathon Weekend was a nighttime race. And when it would end and you would go into uh, the World Showcase to party and and eat and drink your way around the world after the race, Mm. one of the first places, literally the first country we would go to was Canada. And they always had Moosehead on tap. So we Mm. picked one up. So we're going to actually talk a little bit about a, a bonus uh, beverage for this week's episode, yeah. which is Moosehead Lager. So good. We've talked about it on the show in the past. I believe from the World Showcase, in fact. I'm sure we did. But it's from Canada. That's right. Canada. And it clocks in at 5% ABV. And it's available in Canada and all throughout the U.S. Yes, this is a widely distributed beer that you can probably find at yeah. your local package store. They, oh. they sell it in bottles and in cans. The mm-hmm. cans usually come in a four-pack. Yes. We've seen them at our local grocery store. And at our grocery store, it's very modestly priced. For mm-hmm. uh, The four-pack yeah. comes in at about $6.50. Really? Something like that, yeah. Oh, I thought it was more expensive than that. No. No? Mm-hmm. And... What can we say about it? I mean, the the oh. beer is a very pale yellow color. It has like, a... Like s- almost straw. Yeah, like a, a straw-colored yeah. yellow. Very clear. Mm-hmm. Mild to, to heavy carbonation. I say heavy. Yeah. This is a very effervescent beer. Mm-hmm. Very crisp. Super clean flavor. Not, not really any bitterness to it. It's got no. just a little bit of a hint of the hop. That no. kind of balances the malt, but then it disappears. Yeah, it's not like hop forward or hop lingering on your palate after words or or the scent in your nose, anything like that. Mm-mm. And it's not a super toasty, bready quality. 
No, either. very very mild. I know that the people who are really into beer will call that like a malty sweetness, but there's there's no there's it's no really sugary sweet. sweetness to it. It's it's just a very clean flavor. Super mm. refreshing uh, if you're hot. Yeah. And this is like I said that was we used to joke and say that moosehead tastes like victory. It and on this day it really did. It did. So. so if you are looking for something to try and you find this at your local grocery store or package store, we'd highly recommend you pick up a four pack and give it a shot mm. for something that's super crisp and clean and what they would call sessionable. Mm. Um, and the description that they have here on, I'm going to look at uh, beer advocate. You know, they talk about salt throughout Canada, the United States and in select countries around the world. Mm. Our flagship Moosehead Lager is often regarded as Canada's premium lager. This golden, refreshing lager offers a fine balance between malt sweetness and hop bitterness. Mm. Brewed with 100% Canadian two-row pale malt and Moosehead's own lager yeast, Moosehead is cool fermented and cold aged to impart its award-winning flavor. It's a simple, clean flavor. Yes. That doesn't lean toward hoppiness or breadiness and maltiness in any. It's not heavy in either direction. Mm -hmm. Check it out. Very, I would say, balanced. And very approachable. Yeah. So. Sessionable. That is how we finished off our Disney Star Wars virtual half marathon in the neighborhood. But, you know, all that running makes you hungry. It does. Mm. And we were very fortunate this week that friends of ours from Nice Guys Pizza Mm. have expanded their business and are now operating a food truck. They do it right, whatever style food they do. Pizza, tacos, whatever. But this in particular... Normally, you can only find it on Monday nights, and typically Monday's Nice Guys Pizza is closed, and they just have the food truck out there from five until they run out of food. Mm -hmm. And it's called Death by Taco 239. Death by Taco is a tiny food truck that is just cranking out a ton. Ton mm. of amazing food, and you might uh, you, you might be shocked to hear they're offering tacos. Oh, and their menu's not huge. It's not, but I will tell you, Skyler, Yovana, and Greg, they know how to do tacos. They really do. Oh. This is a, a kind of a culinary aberration like you wouldn't expect this kind of food to come out of a taco truck they have their house tacos which are very unique very different things you wouldn't normally expect and then they have their traditional tacos things that you would expect from a from a taco truck Mm -hmm. like their house tacos they have something called a chicken tinga which is chipotle chicken salsa verde cotilla cheese with chicharrones for a crunchy component and cilantro. Which I want to go back and have. We haven't had that yet. The Saigon is one that you loved. Oh, oh I've, my God, the Saigon. And these are all really reasonably priced between 8 and $9. Yes. 7 8 and $9, and you get two tacos in an order, and they're not small no, tacos, no. let me just share with you. And I mean, 
you can see that in our artwork. If you're really hungry, you could get two orders mm-hmm. and you're going to be very satisfied. Very satisfied. Um, like they have a Saigon taco. Uh, they have a yes. Szechuan beef taco, something called the Rockefeller and the McCauliflower Culkin. Yes. And that's the, the Rockefeller and the McCauliflower Culkin. They're vegan offerings. Then mm-hmm. the traditional tacos, they're doing a chorizo, which is house-made chorizo, mm. a beef barbacoa, which is a chili-braised beef and oxtail that they are making in-house, a pollo with adobo-braised chicken, mm. and then their own crispy pork carnitas. Oh. So. Oh, I, I almost forgot. They are also doing order of nachos for 10 bucks that is enormous and their nachos they're doing with their house made chorizo they're doing something kind of odd with it uh, that's you wouldn't expect and and there's a secret spice in the uh in the chorizo that they're using and when you find out what it is you just you're kind of blown away because you would never expect that in mexican food are we sharing that uh maybe no. we'll share it when we get when we get back around to it yeah no. They're doing an order of queso and then their house-made guacamole, mm. which is just absolutely amazing. So tell us, tell us about your tacos. Uh, you want me to start? You start. Okay. So I had the Saigon, which was uh, $8 for two, pork confit, kimchi aioli, pickled carrot and onion and cucumber, jalapeno and cilantro. Oh my goodness. And the, I mean the corn tortillas mm-hmm. and oh, the pork was so fall apart tender and the pickled vegetables just added the acidity and the kimchi aioli Sleep, mm. sleeper hit like that kick of spice and oh i i, I just the, the jalapeno, it, it wasn't too hot. I think they had seeded some, I don't, I, the, there were a couple of rings of jalapeno mm-hmm. and they, I, I don't think they were really heavy on the seed. You know how sometimes you buy jalapenos and you never know the spice level. Jalapeno. They, they can range, but this is not a palate killer. No, jalapenos are, you can go totally mild mm. to knocking your socks off it's just they yeah. vary Depends yeah. on these the, the were pepper. just perfect mm-hmm. these were perfect so i think that they do ex- they they do quality control for their jalapenos i'm sure so <laughs> so that it's not a palate killer and i just loved this offering it was recommended to us by jamie who is a beer tender bartender magic part of the nice guy staff yes and she's incredible so and her taste was spot on i just mm, that it was so good i didn't want to share you let me have a bite though but yeah yeah and what did you think oh i thought it was fantastic the the freshness of the pickled carrot and the onion and the cucumber and jalapeno Mm. it reminded me a lot of banh mi yeah. And just it, it was just a really nice um, juxtaposition to the richness of that pork confit. Mm. And, and just a perfect bite yeah. in that taco. So yeah. really, really good. I went with the vegan option. 
they were offering something called the Rockefeller. Mm-hmm. And the Rockefeller is a cornmeal fried oyster mushroom mm. with pickled sweet corn, pickled mustard seed, preserved lemon aioli, shallot fennel slaw, and cilantro. Uh this thing, when you get it, it is so gorgeous. The Rockefeller, the 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 it's a play on the name, you know, like oysters Rockefeller. These yes. oyster mushrooms. Well, they cornmeal batter these, and oh. if you're doing fried fried oysters, like actual oysters, that's the only way to really do it. That mm. cornmeal is so perfect, and here with the oyster mushrooms, it's just as good. It gives a certain crunch. And, and texture that is very unique to cornmeal battering. Mm. And the oyster mushrooms are just so meaty and satisfying. And everything they put on there, that pickled sweet corn, the mustard seed, the preserved lemon aioli gives, you know, a tartness that goes with that the meatiness of those oysters. And then the, the, the corn... The sweet corn has just these little, you know, sweet pops because the corn's raw. Mm. And so that's just explosions of sweetness in your mouth. The uh, shallot fennel slaw gives Mm. you just this ever so slight hint of onion and uh, fennel, you know, is almost licorice-y, but this is so mild. And then, of course, just that little bit of cilantro to give it that herbaceousness. Mm. Ah. you get two of these. It's packed with the oyster mushroom. So these are just incredibly filling. And if you're looking for a vegan option. So great. It's great. But not only that, even if you're not looking for a vegan option, but you're just wanting something that tastes amazing, mm. the Rockefeller is going to be one that you should not miss. When you get in line at this food truck, get in line with Dana and then order what he ordered. <laughs> because the Saigon was amazing. But... I think if I go back, I would get just the Rockefeller. Really? Mm. I, I love the Saigon. Absolutely love it. But the Rockefeller, I you talking about it, my mouth is just watering right now. Uh, well, I would get it again in a heartbeat. Yeah. In an absolute heartbeat. Mm. So, those were our taco options. Yeah. We've also had the nachos and they are what they're doing here is just so killer they're doing crispy tortillas the tortilla chips are fresh made Mm -hmm. they are using their chorizo plus refried black beans queso that they are making with beer Mm. pickled onion jalapeno cotilla cheese and cilantro but the secret sauce to that dish or is the chorizo and in their house-made chorizo, they're doing something so unique. They're spicing it with a hint of, I want to say it's Chinese five spice. But you don't know for sure? Well, I don't know if it's five spice or seven spice. Well, you know, we can't give away all their secrets. No, but it's, so. and it's just a hint of it. You mm. catch it, you know, like on kind of after you've swallowed, and it's so good. Um, they're... How I love chorizo anyway, mm. but you know chorizo usually has a very smoky. Um, that is true. It, it's very um, what 
expected. You kind of know what you're going to get when you order chorizo, but then when you get their chorizo, it's like, oh, this is familiar. And then wham, all of a sudden something that's totally different than what you're expecting. Mm -hmm. So they're absolutely worth checking out. You're not going to regret it. Can we just talk for a minute about the guacamole? Sure. They're making a, a house uh, house-made guacamole fresh daily. They're smashing these avocados. They're mixing in onion, serrano, chilies, lime, and they're making this amazing chili oil that they're just putting this chili oil with the chili crisp that you know from when they they um, sauteed the chilies in the oil right on top. So you get this chili oil that's just cascading over the guacamole, uh-uh. and it is so incredible. And it's, they're using, I think, it's chili de arbo for the for the chili crisp, and it's it's just the smoky, amazing um, topping to guacamole that I was so unexpected. I absolutely loved the guacamole, and don't let the serrano in terms of pepper, chase you away. No, no. No, from not it. at all. Because it's very subtle, and I think the chili, the oil, and the chilies that you describe on top, it's not super spicy, so it will not burn your palate for anything else that you have if you have it as an appetizer. No, not at all. This, it's just incredible, and it lets the avocado shine yes all of the other ingredients lets the avocado they all let the avocado be the star yes so good very much so yeah and you don't get a skimpy portion either no for seven bucks you get this massive pile of chips and this Mm. big scoop of of the uh of the guacamole i just want to put the the chili topping on everything Mm -hmm. just want to do that well skylar was telling us it's amazing on potatoes and i'm like great now i need to get you know just buy a jug of that stuff and Mm -hmm. make potatoes like well you know like maybe we could get him to make it for us could he sell that maybe i don't know but stay tuned nonetheless we'll report back while this isn't blowing out your palate it does make you thirsty of course and this week, our friends at Nice Guys, like I would said in the in the show intro, they were doing to-go food, mm-hmm. and they were actually doing build-your-own six-packs, 12-packs. We picked up a series yep. of beers that we knew people would be able to get in pretty wide distribution, and we did yeah. a beer chat over on Instagram and had a great time doing that right from our, our living room. Yes. And thank you for everybody who tuned into that. Absolutely. And we, we think we're going to do a few more of these and maybe pre-announce the beers we're going to be doing. So if you want to go get the beers and then try them with us and you we can, can talk about in. them live. Yeah. I think that'll be a lot of fun. Fun. So we did pick up um, several yeah. beers. I think we did one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. We did eight beers mm-hmm. that we talked about. Um, let's just talk about a couple each. What do you say? Yeah. Like so, favorites. Yeah. What were your favorites? What were the, the, the standouts for you I'm in that go list of eight? On the lighter ABV side to start off. Oh. Okay. I'm going to go with a 4.7 ABV, 35 IBU. What's this beer called? And this, this is called Postcard Pills. Oh, yeah. The American Pilsner from Green Bench, and they're in St. Petersburg. I liked this one. So... 
you can get this all around Southwest Florida. And I, I don't know, I I'm hoping you can get it in other places, but this one, you know, I'm a sucker for a Pilsner. You have become a Pilsner fan over the last year or so. Mm, so this is an American style Pilsner. It doesn't say that it's a German style. Like that's like that one at Big Storm that I'm a big fan of. Mm-hmm. But it says American style Pilsners are refreshing and complex, a blend of clean lager fermentation, sweet grainy flavor, and a solid American hop profile. Postcard Pils is brewed with a touch of flaked maize and U.S. grown Mount Hood hops. Okay. That's what their website says at greenbenchbrewing.com. I really, it was a golden color when we poured it. It was, um, and it had a nice head on it. And I, I would say it had a medium carbonation. I don't think it was quite as strong as moose head. Okay. If you're comparing carbonation. I would agree. Yeah. And I want to say it had kind of the body of a Belgian a little bit of the body of a Belgian. I, I concur completely because I was going to say it, it might have a similar um, color mm-hmm. to a moose head, maybe a little darker, but it actually had a heavier mouthfeel. Mm-hmm. But it wasn't overly hoppy. It didn't have forward hops. It didn't have hops on the nose as you inhaled. It was, I, I really liked it a lot. But it was just a heavier body than, say, a moose head. Now, did you think that it had a stronger overall flavor? I think that when I tasted it in the beer chat, I kind of, I might have said to you that I was getting some banana flavors. Yes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And you said you didn't get that, though, when you tried it. Not so much, no. But but again, you know, taste is always subjective. Yeah. And, you know, sometimes I'll pick up things that you don't and vice versa, Mm -hmm. you know. But... I think that it's an excellent offering from Green Bench. Yeah, I would totally have it, and I totally want to get up there and see their brewery and have their beers in St. Pete. Yeah, you beat me to it. I I think we should find a a race up there. Yeah. Absolutely, they need to be featured on the show. But listen, the the one that you're about to talk about, I want to know your comparison, because Moosehead is a lager that we had and we celebrated the race with, completing that virtual run. Mm-hmm. But you're going to talk about another lager. I am. And we're also, uh, I'm also going up near the land from whence I came, Tam- <laughs> Tampa. And yeah. this is an offering from Cigar City Brewing, who was actually a brewery we featured on the first episode of the Run, Eat, Drink podcast. Indeed. And this is their Tampa style lager. Mm. And from their website, it says, Inspired by traditional German lagers, our Tampa style lager is brewed with German malted barley. Haller Tower hops and an authentic Bavarian lager yeast. We combine these ingredients to create a style that's unique to our hometown of Tampa, Florida, but will find admirers wherever a crisp, dry, and flavorful lager is called for. Yeah. Familiar to generations, it's truly a beer that's made for drinking. Mm. 4.5% ABV, 22 IBU. And I would have to say that this beer was very pleasant, mm. very uh, just 
what I, it's something, it's the kind of beer that I would get if I was going to go out and have two or three or four over the course of a few hours with people over dinner. Mm -hmm. This is a great beer that I think would go with a wide variety of food. Yeah. Because it's not a very heavy body. I would call this a light to medium bodied beer. Mm. It has a nice golden color. Um, this this gives you lots of, you know, a, a nice head and lacing on the glass. It's mm -hmm. it's a just a crisp, clean, relatively low ABV lager. Mm. Um, not bitter. No. But it had a little more depth of flavor than, say, a moose head, which is just very crisp and clean. This has a little more flavor to it. This gives you those, the, the hops, you get a little more flavor of the hops. And I think there's just a little more going on, a little more complexity to the flavor for this beer. I would agree with you. I, it had maybe a, a darker bready type of like, not, that's not what I mean. Like the, like the crust of a of bread. Maybe, or like if you're, like let's say you're having fondue and you tear off some of the white part of bread to dunk, mm -hmm. like, th like that kind of flavor. Absolutely. That's that's what I think. Yeah, that's what, that's kind of what I mean. It's It's got a little more complex flavor mm -hmm. than, say, Moosehead. Mm -hmm. you know, and that's not yeah. a knock on Moosehead. Moosehead's no. great. This is just a little bit different uh, in terms of, of the 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 characteristics mm -hmm. that these mo these hops are, are imparting to the beer. Yeah. And and the the I'd do it again, definitely. type of yeast that they're using. Yeah, oh, without a doubt. Yeah. And and, and I started at the lower end of ABV as well. So uh, I'm about to blow that out of the water. Oh. Oh, <laughs> I know what last, you're going to do. With the last one that I have. Okay. So I am going to end at, out with or finish out with the birthday bomb from Prairie Artisan Ales. This is a perennial favorite of ours. Yeah, but you can't be a, you can't be driving. No. You can't be driving. Why is that? And I don't think that you should have it. Just disclaimer before I read the, the details. You shouldn't have it with with like say the taco meal we had. Mm -hmm. I would think it would be a nice dessert. Yes. By itself or, you know, a, as you're having some kind of dessert, like say the, the deep fried Oreos that they have at Nice Guys Pizza or s I, s like it's a dessert beer to me. I, I agree completely. So Birthday Bomb is from Prairie Artisan Ales. So good. Mm. And this is a stout. This is an American Imperial or double stout, according to Untapped. With 13% ABV and 65 IBU, which would normally turn me off. But I think the higher percentage kind of balances out the bitterness or the, the bitterness balances the sweetness in this. Anyway. I would agree. This description, it, it says it's an imperial state out, uh, aged on coffee, cacao nibs, vanilla beans, and chili peppers, interestingly enough. Mm. So finished with caramel sauce. <laughs> and why are you laughing? Wow. 
No, I mean, that because just, you know I love caramel, anything I, caramel. I do. So and it that's just, why he's laughing. It at just me. sounds. I mean, just the ingredients, like the you, know, you could say, well, this has hops and this has malt. Well, that doesn't sound really tasty. I'm going to give you a bowl full of cacao nibs, chilies, and cover it in caramel sauce. I'd be like, yeah, I'll give that a shot. Well, chocolate and chilies are paired quite a bit. And it works really well. And it works really well. But it wasn't a really spicy kind of beer. That was what my question was going to be. Did you get heat from it? No. And it wasn't. I don't think that was the overriding flavor. I got vanilla. I got chocolate. I got coffee notes. I didn't. I don't think that I got so much an upfront. Yes, this is caramel. Okay. But I think that all of those dessert flavors were really tasty. Yeah. In that beer. But you got to sip it slow. Yeah. This, when, when you poured it, I'm looking at this and it pours thick. Yeah. It's thick there's, and it's dark. There's no light coming through and that you at all. can't see through it at all. And I just, it didn't have too much of a head on it. But that taste that it's just it's a dessert in of itself and would you would you pair that with a dessert or would you have it with or have it as dessert it may be dessert by itself but i can see you know how we have deep fried oreos and nice guys that kind of thing i think this would pair very well with that but maybe not with a main meal Oh, I agree. Yeah. Would you would you get one per person or would you say that I a might bottle split it? Bottle be good to split? Honestly, yeah. Everybody like two or four people having a, a taste of it mm-hmm. and maybe splitting a plate of those deep fried Oreos. Yeah. I like it. Yeah. And what did you end with, sir? Well, I don't know. I, I don't know if I can beat yours, but I'm gonna try to at least match it. Okay. Um, and and this is one that surprised me. And this is something that I'm not normally a fan of. And when we even picked it, you looked at me funny. I picked a peanut butter cup stout by Untitled Art Brewing. Because you would never pick a peanut butter beer. You always say they never get it right. It is so rare for me to find a peanut butter beer that I like. So many breweries use, they, they use a peanut extract that tastes fake and I just ugh. it's kind of like the ones that use coconut extract instead of real coconut mm. in their beers yeah it, it, it tastes artificial mm. well they did a peanut butter cup stout it is a milk stout that clocks in at 12 percent ABV okay so you don't beat me quite as much no there with a 13 versus 12 no 12 percent ABV they say that this combines some of their favorite flavors and gave them a chance to combine in collaboration with Hidden Springs Ale Works all the way down to Florida. The sweet and smooth 12% beauty of a beer with a lovely caramel head should help get you through the rest of winter. They're in Wisconsin. Well, I don't know what they're doing in Wisconsin or their partnership down here in Florida. But I will tell you that this thing tasted like a liquid peanut butter cup. Oh, it was so good and so unexpected because we got it and we thought, oh, you know, you never know. I really, when we got this, I said, going to give it a try. 
probably not going to make the show. But it has. Not only did it make the show, it, it ended up being one of my two favorites from that flight of beers that we got. Yeah, and it was really dark when you poured it. Oh my gosh, this is absolutely opaque, um, deep black with a slight brown, uh, like I said, kind of a, a brown caramel colored head mm-hmm. when you pour it, but it's very smooth. Not a lot, the, the head is not large. I would almost describe it most or most accurately like the crema on a, on a shot of espresso. Very nice. The beer is very smooth. It's not... It's a very mild carbonation. This, in my opinion, would be a great beer to do a beer shake with. Oh. With a nice scoop of vanilla ice cream, or if you really wanted to lean into the peanut, do vanilla ice cream and a little bit of peanut butter. Well, could you not have, aren't there ice creams out there that have like peanut butter in them? Sure. Like you could do a little bit with that or would it be too overwhelming? No, I don't think it would be too overwhelming at all. I just, you know, we have ice cream, we have peanut butter. Or I maybe combine. it's like a float. You you could absolutely do with, a beer float. With vanilla ice cream and the beer and then kind of garnish with peanuts oh, on yes. top. Yeah, that would be killer mm. without a doubt. Mm. Didn't expect to like this one as much as I did. I would absolutely pick this one up again. But would you split it like you were asking me about the prairie? I find the prairie birthday bomb to be sweeter. And thicker. And thicker in terms of the body. This is a heavy bodied beer as Mm, well. Yeah. But I think there's a certain almost syrupy quality to birthday bomb. Yeah. That this one doesn't have. This one's a little smoother and I think is a little easier to drink even though it's a high ABV, Mm -hmm. high body beer. Yeah. Yeah. I would agree with you. So that's just kind of where I'm at with that one. I, I, you could, Again, this not with a main meal, not with a meal because it's got a very pronounced peanut butter cup flavor. And I don't think that pairs very well with a burger. You know? So it could stand on its own as dessert. Yes. Mm. Yeah. Very much like, like the birthday bomb. Mm-hmm. You could either split it or you could, you know, do a beer shake mm-hmm. or a float yeah. and, uh, very much enjoy this one. And again, when you start talking 12, 13% ABV anyway, Best to sip these and mm. definitely either enjoy at home or make sure you've got a ride share. Yeah, absolutely. So, so those were some favorites from our beer chat. Yeah. And we're definitely going to do some more of those beer chats. Those were That was a lot of fun. We hope you liked it. Let people into our home and just talk with them about some, some awesome beers. Yeah. So... That says it for this week's episode of the podcast. Indeed. What we are hoping is that if you folks wouldn't mind head over to Apple Podcasts, leave us a rating or a review. Mm-hmm. It helps us grow the Runcation Nation, which is all of you out there who like to plan your yes. vacations around your runs. Yeah. And we really appreciate your support, especially in these times. Your support mm-hmm. means yeah. the world to us. It always meant the world to us. It means even more now. And we hope that we provide just a little bit of a break from the news and what's going on and the stress of life, you know, in general, but especially now. Absolutely. So in keeping with that, if you have a place, if you have a memory of a race to share, if you have a beer that we should try in one of those beer chats or on the show, if you have dynamite 
food, a recipe of your own, or uh, some hometown eats that you want us to share so that when the Runcation Nation can plan Runcations again, we know where to go. Please submit a one-minute message with your name, where you're from, and what you want to share. You can email it. You could do a one-minute video, uh, uh, not a video, a one-minute audio message. Uh, And you can text it to us or you can email it to us. Our email address is info at runeatdrink.net. That's info at runeatdrink.net. Or you can call it in and leave it as a voicemail at 941-677-2733. Once again, that's 941-677-2733. And also, just a special thank you to all of our partnering accounts on Instagram, Steph and Amelia and Joe and Niels, everybody who has contributed to the Bring Disney Home Challenge. Thank you so much. We had such a blast kicking it off and then seeing what the next person and the next person and the next person had planned for us to bring Disney home. Yeah, check out that hashtag on Instagram. All that content's still up. You'll you'll and, get a kick out of it. And we'll link to all their accounts so that you could follow because they're sharing some great memories, some great beverages, some great treats from Disney that you can have at home while we can't have Disney right now. So thank you so much for letting us be a part of that. Have a great week. Stay safe. And we will talk to you really soon. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of the Run, Eat, Drink podcast. We're having a great third year because of your support. Don't forget to follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Run, Eat, Drink podcast. And on Twitter, we're at Run, Eat, Drink pod. You can also give us a call at 941-677-2733 or shoot us an email at info at runeatdrink.net. Visit our website at runeatdrink.net and click on the subscribe link so you don't miss a minute. Accomplish, explore, and indulge right along with us. We'll talk to you next time.